0: Hello and welcome back to our study of P'nenei Halacha, the teachings of Rabbi L'Azim made Shlita. Great to be back with you again here on a Tuesday as we get closer and closer to Rosh Chodesh Elul, and we continue our study in P'nenei Halacha with the laws of Ben Adam The next topic is Yisr Hanufah le Hanufah L'Hanifa. is L'Hanif the The Pasuk says, Very hard to truly translate that word, but we usually use the word flattery. So we cannot flatter evil people. Let's see what that means. The Torah guides us that we shouldn't be in the same line as the wicked people in this world. We shouldn't align with them. As we discussed yesterday, when it's possible, one should reprimand or rebuke a sinner. And if it's not possible to give rebuke, or if it won't be accepted, because only damage will result in your giving rebuke. At the very least, we have to make sure that we don't embolden and strengthen a Russia, a wicked person, with words of praise or flattery. If we encourage a Russia, a wicked person, what are we doing? We're just giving them strength. We are giving them fuel to their fires, so to speak, to continue in their ways. And therefore, it seems that we become partners. And strengthening evil in the world. The pasuk in Mishlei in Proverbs says, and it's in the seventeenth chapter, pasuk tezvav, that matzik rasha marshia tzadik. If a person makes righteous a wicked person, and makes wicked a righteous person, this is an abomination in both manners. The gemara in Sota says, person who flatters a rasha will go into Gehenim? And even the fetuses that are still unborn will curse them. And ultimately, you or your descendants will fall in the hands of that wicked person. Even if you don't praise their evil deeds. But rather you just honor him and you praise his just general personality and his persona, over at Lister this is a violation of this prohibition. Because if you're going to praise the good things that he did, then you have the same obligation. You have to mention his evil ways. So that people around will learn not to walk in his ways again, is that those who leave Torah are those who praise the wicked person. And even in a place where you cannot give rebuke. Let's say you're talking about a king or an officer or an important person, a high-ranking individual that won't listen to you. But you shouldn't praise that person, you shouldn't flatter that person in the same way. The Gemara and Sota says, Agripas, who was not a Jewish king, but he was an unlawful king. He took over rules, if you can study the history there. Upam and then he acted as a Jewish king. And he read Hakel, which is done every seven years in Khalamoid Itsukus, and he read out loud from the Torah lo nachri. Zolgo Ein of Demos, when it says that you cannot have a non Jewish person to be upon you, it says that he started crying, because he realized that according to the Torah, he couldn't be a king. And the people, the great masses that were there, they felt his emotion. And in, instead of being silent, they said, no, you're our brother, you're our brother. The Gemara says at that moment, the enemies of the Jewish people, and that's the way the Gemara speaks, it's called Lashon Sagi Nahar, it's an opposite, sort of less darning type of language where the Gemara says at that instant, then the enemies of Israel, meaning B'nai Israel themselves, had a decree of destruction upon them because they flattered Agrippas instead of not going along with his emotion and remaining silent. Not only that, a person has to be prepared to suffer and incur losses, physical positions in society, reputation, whatever it might be, so that you shouldn't flatter someone who is unworthy. However, if there's a fear of bodily harm, fear of your life, then you can flatter. We see that Yaakov, when he met with Esav, because he was fearing for his life, he used certain words of flattery, God words, etc., because he was afraid. Because when a person is flattering someone who is evil and perhaps your life is in his hands, everybody understands you're not doing it because you want to endorse his ways, but rather you're just trying to save your own skin. But even when it is permissible, we see that all the tribes who bowed down to Esav at that time, when Yaakov met Esav with all of his children, all of them who bowed down, perhaps even they were allowed to because they were afraid for their lives, but nevertheless, Chazal tell us that the Beis Hamikdash was not zilcha to be built in their portions. It was rather built in the portion of Binyamin, Rak Binyamin, Shlu Yishtach Binyamin, who was not yet born, and he therefore didn't bow down to Esav. That's why Nivna Beis Hamikdash Bechelko, the Beis Hamikdash was built in his portion, Binyamin, of course, the Gemara discusses Great Links, where the Kodesh Kedoshim is, etc., etc., but it was ultimately in the portion of Binyamin, of Benjamin, because he didn't bow down. So we, at the same time, of course, we don't condone the acts of Rishayim, the acts of evil people, but sometimes when we say nice things about them, it looks as if we're condoning them, and then we'll be held in this violation of Hanifa, Hanufa, however you want to say it, but we have to be careful that we. It is understood where we stand vis-a-vis Rishoyim, wicked people and their actions. So, great to be back again. We'll continue Hashem next time as we're studying more of the laws of Adam And I am glad to hear back from all of you. Glad to be back in town and lots to catch up on. But in the meantime, let's continue our study. And we will see you next time. Have a great day.